Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Gotta casually toss that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods 
to live in reality and you're naked and screaming, it's like... <laughs> Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. Go, 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 go. I'm so caught up in you, little girl. Why is that the worst thing I've ever heard from you? And do your one. Oh, no, no. This is already the opposite energy we got for whatever the fuck movie we just did. Ghost Rider 2. Hey, night and wow. Wow. This episode is this is like months later. We're gonna destroy the timeline of this podcast. Months later. <laughs> this is an extinction level event in the the timeline of this podcast. Am I too soon? I mean, on a on a scale of one to ten, how hot are we coming in? <laughs> you feel the tension in the air right now? Down to my plums. Coming in hot. Woo. Crank that thermostat up to 82, I mean. Yeah. Tell my wife, Donna. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's, the other, what's the other name he uses? Not Beverly. That's a different. That's Beverly, a, it is Beverly. Is it? What, what's it, Beverly? Uh, it's Beverly and then it's Donna. <laughs> Let the boy watch. So, mean. How's it going? Smile. Miami or the movie? <laughs> All of it. The funny thing was I really wanted, I came in like waiting to shit on it, right? I did too. Oh my God, man. I don't know if I hate it. I don't think I do. I couldn't find it in me. There's some genuinely funny parts of this movie. I just hate Jeremy Piven. Why? Are you kidding me? This was a better use of Piven than Smoking Aces. Little girl. Where the hell? I haven't been recording shit. Oh my God. I completely forgot. And New record. Oh, it crashed. I got to start it over. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never actually going to get to Miami because we're not going to finish this fucking episode anytime soon. A month ago. I can't wait to do this exact bit for Adam McKay. <laughs> Keep that same energy. <laughs> you think that's going to go over well? Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> the rise and fall of of Cinephobe. <laughs> the future callback. So Maze, I think we should start auditioning replacements. Maybe Roy, maybe Juju Gotti, maybe Mike, I don't know. But we gotta get it we gotta just have a, a substitution. Whoever the replacement is, it's gotta be someone playing me, basically. Like like a sitcom. Like just pretend nothing changed. You're gonna be the Ashton Kutcher to no, or someone's gonna be the Ashton Kutcher to your Charlie Sheen. No, like Aunt Viv said, Aunt okay. Viv for my Aunt Viv. Yes. All right. New days and your nights. Yeah, I'm thinking more fake Joey, and he's gonna come in from the hallway and he's like, no, no, no. You gotta say it like this. Tension. <laughs> you know what I'm doing tonight, by the way. I'm going to Jason Jackson's house that we're doing karaoke night. Okie 
the Underground Karaoke League. Can you turn that fucking song off? What song? I mean, useless. We're four hours in and he's already drunk. He's got to do something at 1 a.m. He's going to be drunk. Cinephobe is going to be at 1 a.m. and he's not going to be able to do it. Like, what? Are you kidding me? He's hammered. I mean, out. Out. Get out of here. Your picks have been horrible, man. That's the point. That's the point of the show. Isn't Isn't it? Isn't Isn't it? it? It's possible. I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuckhouse. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? (laughs) What story? (laughs) What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. (laughs) They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all over. We break down the movies here, afraid to mention love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Alhassan. That's Anthony Mays. Patreon.com slash count the dings for all of our special holiday episodes and all of our extra game shows and all kinds of stuff. If you have a review for Apple Podcasts, review it. If you don't have a review, review it. Make it five stars. Leave a suggestion for a movie you want us to do in the future. If you'd like to leave a submission a different way, submit it a different way. Just needs to be 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience score or the critic score. Happy 4th of July, everybody. We celebrate our independence by bringing you a special holiday episode. And it's a movie you may have seen us sort of do in the last month on the free dumb live stream for the Levitard Show with Stugat's YouTube channel. That's right. Today, we review the 2009 comedy the goods live hard sell hard wait we're not doing independence day resurgence double feature really i have it as a as a heist movie no you don't it's a comedy for once zach and i agree the goods stars repeat offender for the third time jeremy piven i wish i knew how to quit you you remember him from scary movie three and smoking aces in 2008 he was coming off of rock and rolla and he had entourage from 2004 to 2011 we get repeat offender Ving Rhames. Remember him from Kiss of Death. Omar. In 2008, he was in Phantom Punch, Animal 2, and Saving God. He was in Echelon Conspiracy, Malone, Bridge to Nowhere, The Tournament, Surrogates, and Evil Angel in 2009. So much trash. <laughs> and then he was in Piranha 3D in 2010. Is that 100% cinephobe <laughs> certified every single movie he made between 2008 2010? We also get James Brolin. You may remember him from Traffic and in Westworld 1973 version. 
Oh, shit. He was in Westworld? Josh Brolin's dad. Repeat offender, David Koechner from Drillbit Taylor. In 2008, he was in Semi-Pro and Drillbit Taylor. He was in Extract in 2009, and he was in uh, a couple episodes of Hannah Montana as the uncle in 2010. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. I got Molly. I got White. I got Molly. I got White. I've been Catherine Hahn from Step Brothers and WandaVision. <laughs> oh, the wink. The wink seen around the world. You know what? I honestly would love to find out if Catherine Hahn is going to be our guest on Friday, which would be the Friday that's a month before this podcast is even dropped. But if she is, I'm going to ask her, how does it feel to be a meme seen around the world? This movie and Step Brothers back to back is when I completely fell in love with Katherine Hahn. Oh, she's great. She's also great in uh, Bad Words. Fantastic. Repeat offender Ed Helms from Coffee and Kareem. Yes, sir. As well as The Office and the Hangover franchise. Tony Hale uh-huh. from Arrested Development. I'm a Veep and Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. Oh shit! Future, past, cinephobe. I don't know. I can't tell. What's July? What I don't month? think he qualifies for Superhero Month. What are we doing in July? No, but what's July? July. He might qualify for July. I don't know, but we're recording this a month before we have to worry about. <laughs> we that, don't know okay? what the theme is yet. Jesus Christ! We're almost done recording. Sweet. By the way, my favorite thing is it's not even like June fifth, and we're almost done recording Superhero Month completely. Ken Jong from Community and the Hangover franchise. Rob Riggle from Step Brothers. And Alan Thick, repeat offender yes, from That's My Boy. That's right. Yo, I swear to God, the whole movie, I wrote Kirk Cameron's dad. And I was trying to remember what first <laughs> name went with Cameron. And I couldn't remember. I'm like, yo, is that Mike Cameron? That's not it. Also, Robin Thick's real life dad. Yep. Robin Cameron. That's what it is. Robin Cameron. There it is. Craig Robinson from This Is The End. Repeat offender Kristen Schaal from Valentine's Day. Yep. Flight of the Concords from 0709. Repeat offender Matt Walsh from Movie 43 and Drillbit Taylor. Yeah, he doesn't even talk in this movie. Repeat offender Ian Roberts from Drillbit Taylor. And repeat offender Gina Gershon from Showgirls. Everybody in this movie was either in Step Brothers, Drillbit Taylor, Semi Pro. I love you, man, or The Hangover. Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. There's multiple people. Keckner's in that, too. There's also repeat offender Eric Vettina Phillips from How High and repeat offender Will Farrell from Land of the Lost. Oh, that's right. It's been, that's a huge gap between repeat offenses. By the way, you guys let me know, but there is someone I know on Twitter whose wife was in this movie. Yeah, they tweeted us. Yeah, so we have her on a point five. I can't have a point five for a special edition episode. Never mind. The Goods was directed by Neil Brennan. That Neil Brennan? Repeat offender Neil Brennan from Half Baked. This was his first job directing a movie. And his last? His last, yeah. Yeah. All TV. If Neil Brennan is on on Friday night, which happened a month before we recorded this episode. Nope. Nope, nope. No? It happened a month before we dropped this episode. And okay. It happened after we recorded this episode. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> if it happened a month before we recorded this episode, we'd have the answers to it. Am I too soon? If Neil Brennan's on, I'm asking him, did this make him want to quit fucking directing? I know what made him quit. Probably deal with Jeremy Piven. My mission is to fucking offend every person we interview tonight. To my. 
tomorrow night. No, Friday night. Nope. Oh, so, man. A month ago. It doesn't matter. This is coming out on the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. This movie is written by Andy Stock and Rick Stempson. Their only credits are this movie and something called Balls Out, Gary the Tennis Coach. Starring Stifler, which also came out in 2009. I don't think these are real people. They can't be, right? This has to be. That's something we have already asked Adam McKay about on the live stream. All right. That's how you do a timeline, I mean. Synopsis for the goods. Used car liquidator Don Reddy is hired by a, by a flailing auto dealership to turn their 4th of July sale into a majorly profitable event. There was no tagline, so I just put live hard, sell hard. That's kind of the tagline, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe if you just put your tagline in the title, because this isn't a sequel. There's no reason to have a, a subtitle. Part of me is hoping that Amin passed out at this point. You know, we haven't heard from him in a couple of minutes. That's, that's, that's how quick it happens. Wait, if I'm silent for two minutes, that's it? That means I'm fucking dead? Don't you brag about being able to fall asleep, like, sitting up, basically? There you go. <laughs> $10 million estimated budget. Grossed $15.1 U.S., $15.3 worldwide. Wow! Not a huge international market here. But that's still pretty good for them. This movie was shot in a parking lot, so that's why it cost $10 million. <laughs> Before we jump to this movie and you listen to the rest of this podcast, The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard, is available on Paramount Plus, which if you forgot to cancel your Paramount Plus free trial, you've already got it. Or if you use another email to sign up for Paramount Plus, you've got it. The Goods receives 27% from critics on 103 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 37% from the audience on over 50 thousand ratings so nobody's seen this movie i mean if you can stop jacking it for a few minutes would you like the positive or the negative reviews positive please positive well everybody's just thinking about the negative well i think the glass is half full everybody thinking it's half empty i mean you gotta lock in here all right i'm gonna fucking murder you on, <laughs> on thursday if you don't <laughs> Will you murder me before or after we talk to jeremy piven oh, i'll on- do it i'll i'm gonna do it during the interview that's gonna be the that that's what you witnessed me going to jail for murdering amin on a live stream a month ago wait we're still dropping the episode (laughs) of course memorial you've been replaced the show's moved on but this is a little treat for the listeners we put this one in the time capsule amin's still on the show positive reviews david nusser of real film reviews an agreeable piece of work all right Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian. This film is so crass and so lowbrow, its hairline is level with the carpet underlay. And yet, and yet, I must hang my head and confess I did laugh a fair bit. Thanks for the honesty. What's the guy's name again? Peter Bradshaw. Peter Bradshaw is a fancy lad. Leo Robson of Financial Times. The film is randy and rough-hewn, even by the standards of its genre. I could claim to have found it tasteless, and mirthless, mm. that would be a lie. It was full of mirth. Let me tell you this. I don't think this movie would have qualified if we took out the overseas reviews. Because there are a lot of people from the UK that fucking hate this movie in the reviews. But it didn't make any money overseas, so how'd they see it? J.R. Jones of Chicago Reader. It's a grab bag of comic ideas, but some of the gags are impressively perverse. Did you grab the right bag? Ben Lyons of At The Movies. Oh! Oh! Oh, my boy! 
I definitely laughed, just not enough to fully recommend it. All right. Oh, what? Tepid review from Ben. Can I call him up right now? No, no, absolutely not. Let's get Why through not? this. Austin Kennedy of Sin Magazine. How often do we have this opportunity? How often do we have this opportunity? I think it's worth it just to witness the comic genius of Katherine Hahn. There you go. Oh, no. Fuck you, pandering asshole. <laughs> petered out there linda cook of quad city times in davenport iowa raunchy crass and simply loopy this is a movie you're either gonna love or hate am i am i off or is this movie not that raunchy or crass she wants to fuck a 10 year old i mean okay so does maze we gotta definitely write a song about how we, we do not diddle kids do not diddle kids. It's no good diddling kids. There is no quicker way for people to think that you are diddling kids than by writing a song about it. You gotta write a song that says, Ooh, I wouldn't do it with anybody younger than my daughter. No little kids gotta be big. Older than my wife. Older than my daughter. Something like that. God, that took you a couple of beats to get that joke in there. He'll edit it out so it'll be quick and I'll be witty. <laughs> and sophisticated. I don't have any editing software that can make you sophisticated. <laughs> James Rochi of Redbox. Smoke the Rochi. Whoa, whoa, wait a sec. <laughs> Redbox? The shit, the shit that's outside the wall. <laughs> I think so. I think it's just the review on it. The DVD vending machine is good, doing reviews now. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? The goods is uneven, misshapen, lumpy, bumpy, and scattershot. It's also funny or funny in bits or very funny in very weird bits that almost kind of make up for how uneven, misshapen, lumpy, bumpy, and scattershot it is. What? Is it a fucking, is it a limerick? What the fuck? Michael Phillips of the Chicago Tribune. I laughed more than I thought I would. Though, of course, hope springs eternal at the movies. And if I ran the Hollywood Zoo, I'd give these particular screenwriters another assignment. Oh, Andy Stock and Rick Stempson? Stan Hall of the Oregonian. The gold standard of used car comedies is still, well, used cars. But I laughed out loud about a dozen times watching the goods and not even in spite of myself. Why are you apologizing? Why are these people apologizing for laughing? Yeah, every single critic sounds ashamed that they laughed. It's a comedy. By some of the greatest comedic minds of the day. This isn't a Pauly Shore movie where you have to apologize for laughing. Christian Toto of What Would Toto Watch? No, I don't know. Don't read this review. Okay. Bruce Kirkland of Jam Movies. Oh, you know what? This guy does his reviews in bulk. Start laughing. There you go. For someone who does them in bulk, that was very concise. Yeah. Chris Hewitt of St. Paul Pioneer Press. Don't you hear it? Piven's aggressive energy doesn't wear well over mm. the course of the movie, but mm. the supporting cast is stocked with choice comedy talent. All truth. Willie Waffle of WaffleMovies.com. <laughs> this is more of a pancake movie. A movie so vulgar, even babies and angels from heaven appearing in the film are cursing. It's not that vulgar. It's an R-rated comedy. Sarah Michelle Fetters of Movie Freak. Sarah Michelle Geller. She's married to my good friend, Freddie Prince Jr. I'm not about to say that the new comedy, The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard, is a good movie. What I am going to say is that it is funny, sometimes very, very funny. Why are be apologizing for laughing? And then the last one, Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun-Times. My guy. Positive. Interesting. The Goods is a cheerfully 
energetically and very vulgar comedy. If you're okay with that, you may be okay with this film, which contains a lot of laughs and has studied political correctness, only enough to make a list of groups to offend. Mm. I believe, I truly believe, and this is for all the listeners, you go back through all the Cinephobe episodes and track my file versus phobe with Roger Ebert's positive versus negative review. Dare I say it, you'll find that me and Roger Ebert might actually be the same exact person. So you've got his thumb up your ass? <laughs> Only halfway. First knuckle. Negative reviews. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Michael Dequino. <laughs> Mike Massey of Gone with the Twins. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it- <laughs> It outstays its its welcome even before it starts. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means he didn't want to even watch it. (laughs) Sam Bathe of Fan the Fire. Oh, wow. Take a dip in this one. (laughs) The goods, live hard, sell hard, is an entirely throwaway experience that doesn't offer anything vaguely witty or clever. Look elsewhere to satisfy your comedy needs. Shut up. Edward Porter of Sunday Times UK. Well, let's see him carry this one. The number of remotely chucklesome jokes in Neil Brennan's comedy is way too low, and the stuff in between them is grimy and depressing. Remotely chucklesome. Thank you, yes. Do, do, it, do it in an accent. The number of remotely chucklesome jokes in Neil Brennan's comedy is way too low, and the stuff in between them is grimy and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> David Edwards of Daily Mirror UK. Oh, no. Like a dodgy old motor, this smutty comedy about car sales. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Like a dodgy old motor, this smutty comedy about car salesman rolls with life to begin with, but butters to stop all too soon. Like a dodgy old motor. Like a dodgy old motor. (laughs) Nev Pierce of Empire Magazine. Nev is definitely got to be someone British. Never been pierced. Sometimes this kind of comedy just goes too far into rubbishness to make it back. Rubbish. There you go. See, that's how you know. Like, the name was a giveaway, but it could have been Nev Campbell. So I said, mm, maybe let me give it a chance. But then they say you use the word rubbish. David Jenkins of Time Out. A throng of outrageous supporting characters do little to salvage this stalled effort. Ah. Car joke. David Jenkins. Black guy? <laughs> I don't know. White people named Jenkins. Lee Jenkins. There you go. Good point. Richard Jenkins. Who's Richard Jenkins? What? Who's Richard Jenkins? Who's Richard Jenkins? He's the dad and stepbrothers. For real? I just Yes. What's the guy's name in Hall Pass? The legendary guy? Oh. Yeah. Dad from Stepbrothers. Holly Grig Spall of Film 4. Grig Spall. Yes. Holly. Holly Griggs Spall. <laughs> These jokes are fired out like one of those ball throwing machines used for baseball practice. Sometimes they hit and they hit. Sometimes they miss. Sometimes they meet the bat. <laughs> That's someone who's never been to a baseball practice. Exactly. <laughs> Tim Evans of Sky Cinema. Sky, that's a British channel. Picture a knackered jalopy misfiring on all cylinders, lurching from one pile up to the next and spewing foul fumes as it lumbers inevitably to the breaker's yard. Then think (laughs) of the cinema equivalent. Zach's British accent is literally just someone from Australia. (laughs) No, I'm doing the Robin Leach. No, you're not. You're doing the Robin... 
Aussie Bondage. Leech. No, Jesus Rondi. Christ. No, Ken Hankey no, of Mountain bon- Express, Whoa, Asheville, you, North don't Carolina. Don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. Hankey's Robin out. Bondi Beach is what I was going to go with, but I just try to remember the name it's of the beach. Bondi Beach, you dickhead. Is it really? Yes. Dickhead. Oh my God. Not Bondi Beach. I've been saying Bondi Beach for <laughs> You've been saddled like an idiot then. For a decade. Because it's Bondi Beach. At least since 2008. It's not that I was offended. It's that I was bored by the attempt to offend me. What? A, oh, man. That guy gets offended a lot, I guess. Jenny Punter of Globe and Mail. No, let's just skip this one. Let's punt. This film is like a piano falling on a car. It may sound funny, but not when it happens to you. That Does that sound funny? Did it happen to you? Frank Sweetek of One Guy's Opinion. Wait, what? Crass, stupid, and ineptly made, this car lot farce is so awful that it ought to qualify for the Cash for Clunkers program on grounds of polluting the atmosphere. We've almost checked off every possible car now. There's a lot of car references in that review. Also, why do I feel like this dude is actually in his day job he used car salesman? <laughs> you, th- you think he just took it personally? That felt super personal right there. Peter Subzinski of eFilmCritic.com. Subzinski wins. The funniest thing about the goods is that the presence of James Brolin pretty much ensures that Barbara Streisand will have to sit through it at least once. Is she married to fucking John Brolin? James Brolin. No, the other Brolin. The one, Josh Brolin's dad? Josh Brolin? Is she married to Josh Brolin's dad? She was at some point. I don't know if she still is. Was she? Yeah. Wasn't she? Is she his mom? No. Cinephobe? No? He married Barbara Streisand in 1998. Still married. Okay, Josh Brolin could still be... No. No? No, she's the stepmom, which is a movie that only you watch for Cinephobe. Yeah. <laughs> Two more. Matt Pals of MetroMix.com. Mostly just feels stale, leaning on jokes about boy bands and MC Hammer and a plot recycled from the already recycled parts of stuff like Hot Rod. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Okay, hold on. What do you guys on. have to say about that? I could do a whole 60-minute episode on this motherfucker. Fuck What's his name? Matt what? Matt Pals. Matt Fuck You is his name. Matt Fuck You is his name. Number one, they made one MC Hammer joke. It was pretty funny. It was it was about how he goes homeless. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know if you know what the podcast about this movie is going to be, but we're going to go through all of it. Okay. I'm glad we're doing that. Also. Does he think Hot Rod is about cars? Yes. Like, what the fuck? I like, think so. There are no cars in Hot Rod. And then user Robert G, one out of five stars. The worst movie of the decade, no kidding. Whoa. Harsh, dude. What year? Battlefield Earth is still technically in this decade. Well, so is Hot Rod. So is every Adam Sandler movie. Good luck, Chuck. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. 
You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not gonna find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. R Slash is a hilarious podcast where Dabney Bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest Reddit posts. He reenacts various Reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets, petty revenge, relationships, and much more. So if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh, check out R Slash wherever you get your podcasts. Amin, what is your first note? Why would anyone go rock climbing? God bless America again is playing as we span the lot of Selic Motors. We're in Temecula, California, 1025 a.m. Car salesmen are waiting around the lot. An old salesman approaches a young couple asking if the man of the house needs a second car so the little lady go to the garden club while he plays Jim Rummy with the boys. 20 CB! Oh, actually, we need a car so we can go rock climbing. Rock climbing? Why would anybody go climb a rock? Man, things are changing. I remember when men were men and women were gals and we call coloreds coloreds. You know, actually, we're, I think we're going to get going. Hey, come on, sweetie. No, don't be a bitch. Let's talk some numbers here. Hey, 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 don't talk to my wife like that. Hey, boy, I fought in the big war. I mean, nobody tells me what to do. This guy, the salesman screams about being in the war and punches her husband. He hands him a folder before he punches him in the face, which is always a great move. Mr. Selleck says to get Dick Lewiston off the lot. Tony Hale says nobody's selling anything. It's a killing field out there. Have you guys ever bought a used car off the lot? It wasn't off like a traditional car lot. It was like from a car dealer, like one of those like uh, like CarMax type places. I figured that Zach, Zach wouldn't be able to answer this question. Maze, have you ever bought a car off the used car lot? I mean, it was used. Previously owned. No, I bought my first car from like a, <laughs> basically like a salvage yard for like 1200 bucks. There you go. Like, Zach over here talking about certified pre-owned. Fuck you. Fuck you, you bougie motherfucker. Maze. Oh, wow. Like, off the salvage yard. That's where I got the Bugatti. Is it? Is, hey, no, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. It wasn't certified pre-owned. Uh, I wrote in it. It was, it was brand new. Maze, the salvage yard. And so there's the, is there any negotiating there? Or are you just like that one? And they're like 1200 I think I saw it on like Craigslist or something and then went down there. And there was probably a little bit of haggling, but. It was $1,200, and that was what I was looking to spend. So, What was it? It was a 96 Ford Taurus, and its engine purred like a pod racer, so I called it Sebulba. Oh, nice. Pretty good. When uh, when did you buy it? It was a 96. When did you buy it? Bought it in 2009. Oh, that's not bad. 13 years, that's not bad. It got the job done. I bought mine in 2011, and it was a 2007. Nobody cares. Amin, have you ever bought a car from a car salesman? Not only that, a used car. By the way, it's not a car from a car salesman. I bought two used cars. Uh, the car I'm driving right now is the first new car I've ever owned in my life. Um, 
the first car I bought, I thought I did a good job negotiating. It was a uh, it was a '97 Infiniti i30. I bought it in 2005, and uh, I think I bought it for five grand. It was great. It was like not low mileage, but not crazy mileage. It was cool. The second car I bought, I definitely fell for like the used the used this car used car salesman definitely got me like hand over fist on that shit. Like they bent me over a barrel and showed me the fifty states easily. Is that it? Is that that's it? I'm waiting for follow up questions. How so? I mean, well, I mean, like it was a fucking Honda Odyssey that was uh, an 07, and I was buying it in 2013, and I had to get a loan to buy it, and it was like damn near predatory pricing. Ken Jong thinks he's made a sale. Guy wants to pay in cash and unmarked, non sequential bills in this canvas bag. That's a bank bag. Ken opens the bag, ink explodes into his face, and someone speeds Boys! off the lot in a car. My LASIK! It burns! I feel like I smoked cheese in my face! Then Brolin Expositions that he has had this car lot for 26 years, and they're struggling. He's thinking of calling a hotshot weekend warrior a mercenary. He's got no choice. The bank is crawling up his ass for back payments. If they don't turn this around by August, lot's going to be turned into a TCBY. Tony Hale explains a mercenary has no connection to the community. They sell cars and move on. James says, please, God, forgive me for what I'm about to do. We hit the opening credits. Don Reddy's card says, I move cars, motherfucker. Cut to Jeremy Piven, dressed like an asshole cowboy with a wig, and he's eating a pancake in Flagstaff, Arizona. He says, great sale. Ving Rames, Dave Keckner, and Catherine Hahn toast what he says. And they're at a strip club as a bra falls onto the pancakes. Keckner can't enjoy breakfast anywhere but a strip club. My mom used to cook bacon naked. She would cook bacon all day long. Piven answers a phone call. Don the goods ready. You want some cars sold? We'll be there. Fourth of July weekend. Three-day sale. Dealership is in ICU. You got 211 cars getting suntans on the lot. We're going to Temecula. Meet, meet me in Temecula. You guys remember that shit? Yeah. How can I forget? Anytime there's any kind of argument on Twitter, someone brings it up. You think people are listening to this that don't know the reference? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck, Don. Honey, we just finished the last job three hours ago. I still smell like customer. Thing says he hasn't been home in a year and a half, and he's 90% sure he left his front door open. Hector hmm. says he's been pushing them hard since Kirky. Forget about Kirky. What do we do? We sell cars. He needs every swinging dick in that field. We're takers, gents. That's what we do for a living. We take. Cut to a plane taking off. Geckner's briefing them on Temecula and Selick Motors. Selick's been married 30 years, has a 29-year-old daughter that looks good in beat-up jeans. Son, age 10, is named Peter. He loves robot dinosaurs and pizza night. And it's a picture of Rob Riggle. <laughs> they blame the fax machine at the Hacienda Suites for the, the poor ink on the scouting report. <laughs> Pivot starts lighting up a cigarette on an airplane and Christian Shaw tries to stop him. He'll be quick with it. And she's going to report him to the FAA. Just clip it. He gives her the goods. Stacy, do you know when the first commercial flight went smokeless? No. 1973. And did you know that in 1969, when smoking was allowed on all flights, we put a man on the moon? I had no idea. Look. You know what that is? That's a remnant of a better time. But they welded it shut. 
and it starts with ashtrays and it ends with all of our precious freedoms being stripped away. <laughs> I remember back in the day when you got on a plane and you knew you were in for a good time. A little smoking, a little drinking. And the stewardesses, Stacy, you come from a proud tradition of blazing hot stewardesses. <laughs> and now you can't do one damn thing without someone reporting you to the Department of Homeland Security. Am I right? That's right. You listen to Don. I had to take my pants off and nibble my old spice down to three ounces just to get on the plane, Stacy. They made me throw out my mouthwash. I had to give up my bath jellies. They made me breastfeed some old man. That's what I'm talking about. But we don't have to take it, Stacy. Like Henry David Thoreau and Rosa Parks and David Lee Roth when he left Van Halen, we can say enough. Enough injustice. And when you and I are old and gray, we can look back on this and remember when we were 30,000 feet above God's green earth and we smoked one. We smoked one for America! Crowd cheers. He lights up the cigarette. You motherfucker. Who are you? Was there ever a time where like people would get on planes and they knew they were in for a good time? I feel like the Mad Men era. Yeah, Mad Men era. You could do whatever you wanted. But even if you could do whatever you want on the flight, do you, you think you were in for a good time? I mean, if I thought I was going to get to drink and smoke and fuck on a plane, yeah, probably. It's like going to a bar in the sky. I'm Don Ready, and I got the goods. Planes partying. We got a mariachi band. We got shots. We got weed. We got dancing. Matt Walsh is the is the pilot just hanging out with them. No lines. They made me breastfeed some old man. <laughs> Pivot finishes the punchline of non, none pops her head out and says, Shit, I guess I got a gargle. Everybody laughs. Mm. Catherine tells Ving, poor Don, everything he does is to forget about Kirky. Kirky. Ving says it takes a lot of pain to sell cars the way that man does. Kirky's a really hard word to type. It is. And then Jeremy Piven motorboats Kristen Shaw. They're walking through the airport just taking stuff. Rob Riggle is there with a crayon sign for them. <laughs> Piven tells him he's supposed to put the name of the party, not who he is. I love a drawing, though. Yeah, I'm a really good drawer. I like to draw stomach muscles the most. I can also draw Darth Vader's helmet. I can also draw him. I can draw a, uh, a saber, a lightsaber, or a regular sword. It doesn't even matter. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you drunk? Are you, are you retarded? Bingo. Because we're here to help you. Don't move. Dad! Ever alert! Adult! A stranger danger! Stranger danger! The way Rob Riggle talks in this scene is exactly how my kids talk. I'd lo I'd love to know who wrote that line, uh, who wrote his lines in that particular scene because it's so accurate towards it's great. how kids talk. It's amazing. Oh, you mean Andy Stock and Rick Stempson? <laughs> Tom or Tom Selleck. Uh, Selleck gives him a Pepsi to calm him down. Claims to them it's a pituitary problem. He is ten in the developing body of an adult. Some sort of man child. Piven hits on his daughter. Asks how much a polar bear weighs. Catherine says that she's Babs. Oh wait, wait, wait! Repeat offender. That line is a repeat offender. Put it in there from Hall Pass. Hall Pass. Yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Jesus Sudeikis. This is what he says. That's not what he says. Uh, okay. Catherine says, "By the way, she's oh, Babs. what's the worst pickup line you've ever used?" I don't think I've used a pickup line. Come on now, we've all used a pickup line. I've used them on like my own girlfriend or okay. someone I'm dating. What's the but worst? Not one to pick up a stranger. Well, what's the worst one you've used? Probably one of the cliche ones like that. Okay, give it to me, motherfucker. How much does a polar bear weigh? No, that's not. You've never used that one. You fucking liar. 
Why don't like play along on this shit, man? Just give me one that you. I used. don't remember. Oh I my don't god, remember. Maze. It's one of the cliche ones. Maze, what what pickup line have you used with children? Speaking of repeat offenders, go listen to the Hall Pass episode to hear this exact conversation. <laughs> oh, did we do we do this? <laughs> Am I too late? What? I'm too late. I'm Babs, and yes, the rug matches the drapes. Kechner is Brent Gage. Likes him a lot. Rob Riggle is going to help with the luggage and yells Transformer. Ving Rain's name is Jibby? Jibby. Jibby, yeah, Jibby. Before they before they actually get to the lot and start introducing themselves, they see it a lot. And they say, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you skipped a little ahead. Oh, hold on. Am I too soon? Yeah, you're too soon. Because uh, the dad says, cute, isn't he? And Bab says, I'd fuck him. What is wrong with you, lady? He's a child. There's tension all over the place in this scene. Brolin's flirting with David Koechner. Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. I'm all in on Catherine Hahn in this movie. Oh, my God. She's so good. I'm all in on Bullet. <laughs> Piven hits on the daughter. Now Piven's telling the story of a kid with a tricycle. And he had a hippity or a hoppity hip, whatever the fuck it's called. Right. He has a business card at 10 saying, Don Ready, I move toys, motherfucker. Ask the kid why he, does, why he doesn't have a hoppity hip. He's selling the toy. He walks him through the brochure. Bubblegum cigarette. Do you guys remember bubblegum cigarettes? Of course. It's, I mean, it's the most dastardly thing that the tobacco industry ever did. <laughs> what about Big League Chew? Funny enough, didn't work on me because I've never been a smoker. Oh, my God. I love the fucking bubblegum cigarettes. I thought like that shit was so goddamn cool. Oh, they had like a, like a little powder so you could puff. It's just, it's really it's I mean, really like, really like it's probably the most dastardly, dastardly yeah. thing in the history of corporate America. <laughs> it is business cards actually a future callback because this is a flashback. So he actually got the kids card first, and then he got the adult business card. The hoppy hip kid still got the girl. Piven was alone. They drive up to the lot. Salesmen are animals. Looks like the bus station in Total Recall. <laughs> Funny line. Yeah, creatable, inflatable, American flags and balloons, radio and TV blitz, celebrity lot appearance. I got just the guy. <laughs> Looks like a refugee camp for dirty men. What's the worst you guys have ever been fleeced, by the way? Sussman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I hope you're listening, you fucking bitch. Maze, what's the worst you've ever been I lost... 60 bucks in a shell game in high school when I was riding the bus. <laughs> I was what? really upset about it. I was so convinced I knew which cup the ball was under. Dude, if I lost $60 in high school, I would have killed myself. I was like Kidding going me? to buy a video game in, oh with cash. God. It was all the money I had. I was so Although, upset. Did you, with 60 bucks, did you like lose and then keep going and like double or nothing? No, or I think I threw all 60 at, the, at once. What? Yes. <laughs> Mace, Mace always has the best answers to these questions. Oh my god! You've got like a crazy, a wild ass. I was telling Valerie today about like the you shitting on yourself story. (laughs) She couldn't believe it. I was telling Valerie today. That's awesome. She couldn't believe it. She was like, "No." I was like, "Yes, this is a real story." For me, it was. (laughs) I fell for like a pyramid scheme. It was calling cards. I was in college, and they're like, "Yo, use calling cards." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." like yo you should sell the calling cards right that way like you know everyone needs calling cards and like remember yeah how you do okay so what you do is you buy the calling cards and you sell them but if you could sign up other people to sell them under you you get a credit for every calling card they sell and i was like oh, this is great now i use the calling cards anyway and so like i, I paid a hundred bucks oh i paid a hundred bucks 
And then like I tried to sell the calling cards and my <laughs> my roommate was like, Yeah, that's like ten dollars more expensive than me just getting the calling card from the store. Why would I buy them from you? And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was ready for a rebuttal and I was like, Yeah, I, I really don't have a rebuttal. This is more expensive than a regular calling card. And like calling cards don't have quality to them. It's not like Oh, this is a finer. Like you can't, you can't sell a luxury calling card. I almost had the same thing with the uh, with like fo- like cell phones or something. Oh my my buddy fell for a pyramid scheme called College Works Painting, where he was painting houses and giving them like most of the profit. I met a guy at a Starbucks, right, to do like to to do this, and he gives me the whole speech. And the whole time, I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this," but I was like, I felt pressured into it, and so. I filled out the form with my information and then I just made up a, a social security number so they couldn't actually like link anything to me. And then I walked away and I said, yeah, give me a call. I could put the wrong phone number in the wrong social security. It was like 18. I did that for towels. They used to do that shit all the time on college campuses. They were like, sign up for this credit card and you get a free towel. I'm like, a towel? <laughs> <laughs> I can clean up my jizz with that. All right, they're in the hotel now. Kechner's watching porn. I mean, I paid for it. It'd be disrespectful not to masturbate. So is Babs. Let's keep this anonymous. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You looked at me. Ving is watching Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Dawson's Creek. James Vanderbeek, my nigga. Future callback. Time for dinner at the Selix, and Piven brought Arby's for himself. That's such a disgusting move. Daughter left grad school to come help with Riggle. James Brolin tells Kechner he has a dead marriage, describes cruising. Drive around, out at night, windows down, music up. Some people call it cruising. Calls it looking for a friend. Ask Kechner if he's a friend. No. (laughs) Pivot says make sure his underwear is tight tomorrow because you'll have a boner. By Tuesday, they'll be back in the black. Pivot tells the daughter they won't break the rules, just bend them. I know your type. You know, it's all the thrill of the hunt. I get it. I mean, you crave it. you, You corner it. But Mr. Reddy, let me ask you a question. Do you know what to do when you catch it? Are we talking about pussy? Oh, my stars. <laughs> That's what she was saying. Oh, my goodness. Ron Kegner tries to redirect the flirting from Brolin by saying, Hey, do you know, Jimmy used to be a professional bowler. And Jimmy says, it was the 80s, the height of professional bowling. Girls, limos, wristbands. <laughs> Rob Riggle's looking through binoculars at Babs, who's miming, fucking him with her finger in a ring. Pivot says that she's got the wrong impression of him earlier. Ed Helms walks in and announces himself as Ivy's fiance. That's such a weird thing to say. What an entrance. Oh, my God. The self-exposition as he walks in. Oh my. So I started to write exposition. And before I could write the, the type that I-O-N on exposition... Ivy says, such a weird thing to say when you enter a room. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> you guys got me. <laughs> they got us. I'm just letting everybody know the deal. Paxton Harding of Harding Imports. I didn't catch your name, friend. While looking right at Don. That's because I didn't give it to you, friend. Banter. Paxton is off to rehearsal. He's in Balls Out or Big Ups, one of the most popular bands in Temecula. It's me and Ricky and Jason. And we sing about life and love and passion. And I'm not going to lie to you. We have some pretty sick dance moves. We open for O-Town. Google it. No. no. <laughs> and then Catherine Hahn says, I did. It said you fucking blow. <laughs> no, that was O-Town's website. 
<laughs> we're in a man band. Ivy's off with him, and now we're at, we see Craig Robinson. He's the DJ of uh, the strip club. Hey guys, a couple of guys came in here earlier looking for Vanessa, and I got a little bit of bad news for you. Vanessa is dead. Here's Radio Jack Boss. and Piven getting crazy lap dances, aggressive lap dances, talking up some exposition. Stripper puts her heel in her mouth. He says that's disgusting. Don't get me wrong, I have an erection. Ving has a deep, dark secret for Babs. She would rather he not. He says he's 42 and he's never made love to a woman. You're a virgin? He's not a virgin. Not a virgin. He's been with hundreds and thousands of women, but he's never made love to them. Three ways, four ways, menage a trois, menage sang six, I have 69, 89, 114, gold, diamond, and platinum showers. I like that. I mean, I've ripped shit up. Same. As long as we're being honest, she wants to sh- share that she wants to make love to a 10-year-old boy. He's in the body of a 30-year-old man, so who'd be the one to blame? You're the adult. You'd be the one to blame. Craig Robinson says to get the food orders in because in 25 minutes, the kitchen's being rented out for a porno shoot. Are you disgusted? I am. Piven wants to know who the DJ is. Bing says after Kirky. Piven says Kirky. Kirky was Kirky, and this is this. Strippers are still relentlessly ass-shaking this entire time. Time for everybody to move on, and it starts with booking that DJ. Now it's 7 a.m., three hours before the lot opens. Brolin says he's wearing his boner pants. Look, I may be old-fashioned, but the man says wear your boner pants, I wear my boner pants. Keckner's pumping up Piven in a separate room, says he's a fucking stallion and should be owned by a goddamn Middle Eastern sheik. There's almost no doubt you invented the phrase, it's all good. In the schoolyard, a Don Ready is a euphemism for a hard-on. I'm Babs Merrick. I'm going to tell you people a little story. A story about a girl who grew up in the worst part of the South Bronx. Well, one day this little girl fell in love with a boxer named Winston. But their love was too good to last. And one day the vice lords came a-calling, saying, Winston, it's time to take a dive. Coroner found two bullets in his heart. One of them was meant for this little girl. It's the hard world, mama. You gotta push on through. Cause life in the ghetto. Well, everyone told this little girl to shut her mouth Bing and Rain go away. singing in the background. It's killing but me. But she didn't do that. <laughs> She made sure every single one of those pieces of human trash looked her straight in the eye before she pulled the trigger on that platinum 357 Magnum. Jose! Pop! Ramon! Pop! 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 I gotta tell you people on TV, they don't show the dead man when the poop leaves the butt. Make no mistake, gentlemen. When you die, poop leaves your butt oh no 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 is this true when you die does poop leave your butt you muted bro what oh no i've been talking this whole what time. are you doing <laughs> what are you doing why are we seeing video of you oh a video <laughs> you clicked the video what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> Am I too soon? <laughs> you know how I do these episodes. <laughs> I was talking the whole time. <laughs> Were you? I was chiming in. And I was like, this is gold. And nobody's really. <laughs> nobody's acknowledged. <laughs> Make no mistake, gentlemen. When you die. Is this true? Poop leaves your butt. Yeah, you shit yourself when you when you die. Do you? Your sphincter relaxes. Does it? Doesn't, Doesn't it? Welcome to Cinephobe. 
Welcome to Cinepoop. She made it up. Have a great sale. Acting her fucking ass off, man. It's Kector time. He's the magician, wizard with numbers, never lost a sale to bad credit. Quick story, a couple years ago, MC Hammer, remember him? He was in bankruptcy, living on the street, sleeping in the left leg of his hammer pants. The next day, I financed that man a car, no questions asked. Hammer lived in that car for the next year and a half. I love them. He was living in, in, the, in the left pant leg. <laughs> oh, it's recycled MC Hammer jokes. Fuck you. You've never heard that joke before. Or since. They want to know about their commissions. Piven tells his story. He has hair on his balls and he sells cars. The That's end. it. The end. They're going to war. Think of the real heroes of Independence Day. Roland has a boner. Shows Keckner. <laughs> <laughs> the eye contact. Dick knows what I'm talking about. He says he's talking about freedom, you bleeping bleeps. <laughs> the look Pivot gives him, though, he's like, are we doing this? <laughs> this and picture, then he talks about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> this picture of me is just not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Old man Dick was in the opening scene, and then I was not <laughs> expecting this usage rate from him down the stretch here so as he's talking about pearl harbor dick looks at ken john pivot <laughs> <laughs> starts getting them to chant never again dick hits ken and they all attack him and that's when pivot says okay we all just participated in a hate crime was it a hate crime or a freedom crime we all just committed a federal offense let's get our stories straight dan came at us with a samurai sword fire extinguisher and chinese throwing stars. stars do you guys remember when we replaced everything with the word freedom Freedom fries, freedom cabbage. Happened around the time of the Dixie Chicks talking shit about George Bush. W. Bush. W. Bush. Yeah. Mm. Keckner says that seems plausible. Let's get a sword and get his fingerprints on him. (laughs) Then to make up for it, they give Ken Jeong first dibs on customers as long as he forgets about the hate crime. Says, I'm not even Japanese, I'm Korean. Korean? Why didn't you say so? Uh, I'm problematic. He's a problem. Ready in the lot montage. montage. Just teach him how to mess with prices. Keckner gets hailed to yell, confuse, conflict, something. I don't know. Gets Ken to say lion, loan. Confine, confuse, conflict, lion, loan, leave. Old man Dick is just doing coke. Go fuck yourself, you bald-headed son of a bitch. I've seen more hair on bacon. They have strippers to get to greet customers. She wants to talk about the government cutting benefits from veterans. He says, let me guess, you're dancing to pay your degrees in political science. Stripper mm-hmm. stories come in three. College student, single mom, and cokehead. Oh. How's your son? Wipe your nose. <laughs> Craig announces American Idol's Bo Bice. His brother is coming to <laughs> town tomorrow. Eric Bice! Keckner wants the DJ to play Charlie Daniels. Craig plays rap instead. Nobody tells DJ requests what to play. Let them tell you what to play. They lose respect for you. They lose respect for you. You lose control. Not today. This is a legit one of the dumbest jokes. It, and I yet, love it. so funny. I love everything like that, Craig Robinson. DJ request. Why, why is his name DJ request? Bab wants to thumb wrestle with Riggle. He wins. She says he better spank her. Babs, he's 10. I'm 10 and a half. You hear that? 10 and a half. Cactus shredding uh, Hale's kids' photos. He has husky kids. Every Chuck E. Cheese in a 50-mile radius knows it. <laughs> Skinny kids make people think he needs to feed them. And then he says, what about his wife? But the fat wife is his closer. They'll pity him. It's the best fat wife Brent has seen in four or five years. <laughs> Ivy's helping out. She wants to see him sell cars. He starts talking down the wedding with Paxton. She asks if he has relationships that last longer than a lap dance. We're in the golden age of lap dances. 
He's on the road too much. He's having a blast, so he doesn't want that someone. She doesn't believe him. Day one, 211 cars in the lot. The crowd is going crazy. People shaking the fence like the zombie parents and mom and dad. Mom and dad. That's what it reminded me of. That's what my notes Holy shit, bro. Ken pukes. He keeps yelling, sell the metal, sell the metal. He screams. His weakness leaving the body. Old man Dick feels like Iwo Jima. There's no difference at all. (laughs) Just starts yelling, go, 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 go. go, go, go." I think you've seen that gif before. They yelled each other as they as he welcomes them to Selick Motors. Car selling montage. Their car selling. A baby's crying. He whispers to get her to stop. He told her, shut the fuck up. Baby repeats it. Piven walks like his knees don't bend. Do you notice that? And I don't know if it's the pants or it's just his knees. Is he trying to act taller? May- oh, maybe that's what it is. Selick hasn't seen it like this since the Bandit car. It's worth 200K from Smoking the Bandit. 105. Woman has a deal for a thousand less. Ving says to call the number. He calls Piven instead, and he's being Buffalo Bill. Put the lotion in the basket. Auto listers like MySpace for serial killers. Early 21st century, ma'am. Oh, my God. Babs is uh, selling to this guy, Gary. I know the stereotype. I'm a woman, got a luscious body, provocative clothes. I'm going to use sex to sell cars. She likes men, but she also loves women. Talking me, an Asian chick, and a school teacher in a shower. What if a construction lady comes in, can't tell if she's hot or not till she takes her hat off? <laughs> I'm next door. I'm a superintendent. I hear a noise. Can I feed you a line? I knew something was missing in this apartment. A big cock. A big cock. <laughs> and she's like, all of a sudden, she's like getting into it. And then she goes, oh, well, how are you going to get there? I'm next door. No, you're I'm across next door. I got a bunch of properties to manage. We're miles away. <laughs> She says, it's a good car, right? She says, no. no. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking push it. <laughs> Got to the jump house and Rob Riggle is wrecking kids in there. We get a bell ringing montage. We find out this Blake is 22 years old. Call back to the beauty queen fling he had 23 years ago in Temecula with the third runner up of Miss Temecula. He thinks Blake is his son. His mom always said he had selling in his blood, and he even has a trade and bike story, just like Don Reddy. They sold 71 cars, 34% of the inventory. Someone pulled off a Nigerian buyback. Take a trade in, 20 minutes, sell it back to them in a markup. It was Babs. Tomorrow, Bo Bice's brother Eric is coming in. Time to celebrate, and it's Oki time. What's that? <laughs> Tell him, Dick. He's talking about karaoke, you fucking queers. Thing <laughs> <laughs> is hitting on golf. The college student stripper. It's feeling connections. They talk about what makes the world go round. Any individual who pursues his or her own self-interest actually promotes the interests of society as a whole. What's the greatest connection you ever had with a stripper? I'm not a strip club guy. So you've never been a stripper? Well, uh, that's not true. I did have sex with a stripper once, but it wasn't okay. from her being... You met her at, at fucking Costco? Like, what the fuck? No, I met her at a friend's house. She wasn't stripping? Not at the friend's house. Not when you met her. She wasn't. Stripping. She was a stripper, but not when I met her. No. You you met her fully clothed, and she was like talking about bacon. She her. wasn't talking about bacon, but uh, we <laughs> we met at a house, uh, at a friend's house. Was and she cooking bacon naked? She was not cooking bacon naked, but did you pay her to talk to you? I did not. No. Did she pay you? No comment. Mace. Oh man, it was the deepest conversation you ever had with a stripper. I honestly don't have time to tell you about this story. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the one that got away. I mean? No, you know what? Like, never, no. Very generic kind of like, hey, where are you from? Ha ha. And they make a joke about where they're from. And like, 
you know, I did, you know, I, I was, I, you know, I don't go to strip clubs anymore. Like, cause again, I'm lazy and I don't like paying money for things right. that I believe should be free. When I did, I was the one I would like make jokes and da, da, da. And then when it's time for them to start dancing, I was like, all right, what's all this conversation shit? <laughs> The golden age of lap dances. Misogyny. Selleck says to be proud. Paxton pulls up with Alan Thick listening to I, I swear. swear. By the moon and the star and the sky. Paxton, Lance Bass called. He said he would eh, fucking forget it. Yeah. Like he'd have your number. This is when Ed Helms pulls up with Kirk Cameron's dad. Yep. Good call. <laughs> Lance Bass never opened for O Town. You can Google it. Google it. Thick wants to buy Selleck's lot. For Paxton's band rehearsal, Paxton tells Piven about screwing over the father-in-law, wants to take big ups worldwide. Here's why I'm not threatened by that at all. A, I have a beautiful car. B, I have a $44 haircut. Right. Yeah, and C, I have slick threads. Oh, yeah, men's warehouse. I like the way I look. Right. I'm Temecula's newest hard-on, dog. Piven says, looks like you just snapped into a Slim Jim. I don't think worked out a deal with Selleck. Sold a lot. I love the way that Alan Six says, a tramp, a tramp. He'll be paid for the whole four days, but they're pulling the plug, and Piven says he can sell every car on this lot. And if he doesn't, he'll get out of the game for good. Doesn't move me at all. You get Brent Gage for the night. Sorry, Stu, deals off, at least until I see how this thing pans out. (laughs) (laughs) He's inspired. Karaoke, Ving can't believe the deal he made. Brent can't believe he's been offered up to uh, Selleck. Piven decides to sing Bob Seger to Blake, turn the page. Uh, Ivy talks to Ving about Piven. He really means the crap he's saying this time. What's your go-to karaoke song? We've had this conversation so many times. On this podcast? On every podcast. What are you going to sing tonight? I mean, party all the time. No, I'm not, actually. I was going to sing Usher Confessions Part 2. But now I think I might sing Caught Up in You. I'm so caught up in you, little girl. I'm so caught up in you, little girl. So I never want to get my suffering and need you. You're the one who caught up in me. No one ever sings Confessions Part 1, you know? It's not a good song. I've listened to it. Right. I don't like it. Maze? I swear it would be a good choice. Yeah. Nice swear. Do you find it updates like, I mean, probably depend on what year it is, but like, is a lot of like Baby Shark? Nobody sings Baby Shark. I know all the words to that one, so it helps. I mean, I mean, miss the joke. Liar. I mean, miss the joke. All right. Um, Another Kirky reference. The Duke City. A-Town. Captain Kirk. Who calls it Captain Kirk? <laughs> I don't know. Lost a good man down there. Died from a car sale. Oh, Baby shark, because Maze is a pedophile. Piven's still fighting it. Rob, <laughs> Rob Riggle tells Babs a story about a kid he pegged in the head. She gives him a drink, calls it fun juice. Don't tell your dad. Mm. She says uh, going to a hotel and wrestling is more fun. I love wrestling. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like, like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Is it new or is it old? It will be new for you. All right, that means I'm going to have to break it in. Yep. I'm going to have to break it in. I'm going to have to I'll put a ball in there, and I'll tie it off. Right. And then I'll put lotions and oil on it, and I'll sleep with it under my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> she is, like, swooning over this. The way he describes breaking into, breaking into mitt. It's closing time. R- Riggle has to go home, put his PJs on, and shave. Bab wants one more drink for the road, and they're closed. Paper cut, please! God damn it! 
party back at the Hacienda Courts. Everybody's welcome. No, guys. Day two, 140 cars on the lot. TV commercial with James Boland said he's dying of testicular cancer. Uh, excuse me, Zach. Cancer of the nads. Buy one more car before he's dead. There's a cartoon Grim Reaper that keeps going across the screen. <laughs> Coffin. Rob Riggle keeps freaking out. He thinks it's the truth. Just a commercial. He tells Keckner his privates are fine. <laughs> he says, good for you. <laughs> Next day is not going well. People with lots of gifts and flowers, they care, but they aren't buying cars. DJ Request is playing bagpipes. Keep them going until uh, Eric Bice gets there. Bice is going to take it over the top. Craig says, every day they will test you, bring you to the brink. You must fight them, DJ fight them tony hale asked craig to play ymca but instead he switches it to monks chanting <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure thing like i love how he's like very positively responds and then he plays whatever the fuck he wants ivy and piven are talking about what happened in kirky that's when paxton picks her up mom's gonna be drunk in 15 they gotta go meet her at the restaurant he just keeps doing exit lines he's satisfied with it Drives away, but then comes back and then accidentally backs up, says, fuck you. Eric Bice is coming on in five minutes, but no, he's not. He's not showing up. He has adult chicken pox. The San Jose Sharks guy can come, but not in the suit. <laughs> the San Jose Sharks mascot. He motherfucked us. He motherfucked us like a pro. Piven's going to go on. Ivy says, be careful. Piven wants to do it to sell cars and come through in the clutch for his son. Crowd boos him. He's a terrible singer. Dick leads him to riot. Old man Dick says, he's no bice. There's a flaming tire. Uncle Sam's on stilts and he gets cut down by a chainsaw. Rob Riggle throws a guy through a window. Craig is announcing the whole thing. Drops another bingo word. There's an alligator. SWAT team shows up. Never thought I'd say this, but thank God the police are here. Welcome, police. And then another bingo word. (laughs) Come on, let's lock up some white people. Dick can't believe these animals after. And like, you started it. You got a ticket for inciting a riot. (laughs) Piven says it's not over. So many cameras on the slot. He's ready to sell cars. Cut to big ups practicing their routine. <laughs> the song is called Doing It. Alan Thick walks in. Turns on the TV. Selleck's selling the ride as good. Deals for officers or anyone who says the word police. If you find an alligator in your car, $500 off. Don Reddy is like a rash between my balls and thigh. Back to selling cars montage. Smart strippers explaining Japanese motor selling to Ving. And he wants to take her out. She's been hurt. He's never allowed himself to be hurt. She says, pick her up at nine. He tells Piven it's the first time he has a chance to make love to a woman, and he is giggling. Piven says, Ivy was right. Time to settle down. He's playing catch with Blake. Wants to hug important people in his life, and Blake's important. Blake says he doesn't think about his dad at all. Must be a piece of shit. Probably out there with no family, nothing to hold on to. Must be a meaningless life. This brings Don down. He's moping, and Ivy is impressed that the riot helped. People are showing up. They're selling more cars. Ivy asks about Kirky, wants to, him to let his guard down. McDermott was his best friend, the greatest car sale DJ anyone's ever seen. Don was wrapped up with a woman trying to impress her, wanted to take it over the top. They're going to airdrop McDermott in his Abe Lincoln, and it's Will Ferrell. He would float in and say, I freed the slaves, now I'm going to free those cars from the slavery of high prices! We had a bunch of great lines for him to say. Hey, just like John Wilkes Booth, our prices are going to sneak up behind you and blow your brains out! He's yelling, drop zone, drop zone. Piven's busy fucking Gina Gershon in the back of a Taurus. He had a bag of rubbers, dildos, lube, executioner's mask. French ticklers. Except he took the wrong bag. He took the bag with the parachute, so McDermott has the bag with the sex toys on its back. (laughs) Hi, Brent. Anal beads. (laughs) For the next 45 seconds, I want to go through the list of things I've done right. Number one, full-length back tattoo of the Hawaiian 
punch guy. 10% real fruit juice, motherfuckers. He had a huge heart, but my god was he stupid. Number three, had my wisdom teeth put back into my skull. Oh, Christ, the dildo's back. He's gonna use the dildo to stop his fall. And he always knew it would end this way. Falling to my death, dressed as Abe Lincoln, holding a big purple dildo. <laughs> if he focused on the sale, wouldn't have gone down like that. He's losing his focus again. The riot wasn't an accident. He's falling for Ivy. Not again. He's going to go sell some cars, Mrs. Harding. Blake tells Keckner he thinks Piven thinks he's his son. He's met his dad, lives in Louisiana, just wasn't raised by him. Keck says that uh, Blake is the rock Piven is holding on to. Wants him to pretend to be his son still. That's fucked up. Is it? Or is it fucked down? Piven tells the DJ to shut it down at night. Kechner says, seriously, shut the fuck down. Craig is just whispering into the mic in an empty lot. They turn all the lights off. You think that's going to scare me? I don't give a fuck. And then they cut the mic and he says, I'm homeless, motherfucker. <laughs> Piven's now alone in his room. Knock on the door. It's Ivy. Shouldn't you be at home with Belle Biv DeVoe writing personalized vows or some shit? Don, I'm here. Don't make me change my mind. They kiss. Big Ups comes on the commercial. They keep making out anyway. Rose petals are raining down on Jibby and the grad student stripper. They're going to make love. He smells her hair, head and shoulders, just like his uncle. Making love. Making love. We're going to make love. Making love is boring. My safe word is blueberry pancakes. Piven and Ivy are banging in every corner of the room. 17 seconds later, says he should have gotten a bigger room. Pitbull's playing in the background. Day three, 105 cars on the lot. He brings her breakfast in bed. He feels bad for Paxton. Engagements are made to be broken, but she's not leaving them. They want the same things. This is just a fling, our last fling. This hurts. Something I wanted is being taken away from me, and I don't like it. The only thing I trust in this world is cars. Acting his ass off. He's walking down the road in the desert, and they say he's never been late for the last day of a sale. And Ivy explains to them what happened. It's Kirky all over again, fucking Kirky. Kirky all he's over. walking through the desert. Brolin says, wait just a minute. He built this dealership. We built this dealership. Piven made him remember why he became a car salesman. Dick says something racist that doesn't really apply. <laughs> you know, I never much cared for Jews, queers, or fucking Eskimos, but that's just the way I was brought up. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to put that out there. I thought we were opening up here. Old man dick racism alert. Uh, I'm problematic. He's a problem. Ken starts yelling to sell the metal. We get Jeremy Piven remembering things said in a junkyard, and that's when McDermott and Singing Angels appear. Yeah, including... No, 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 no. Including, I mean? Yeah, he's... He's remembering things that have been said that are like, you know, you'll never sell this. Da, da, da. James Vanderbeek. My nigga. <laughs> call back. Call back. I've been waiting a long time to set the record straight with you, man. He's setting the record straight, motherfucker. He says to get off the road. They sing that he's too old for a Facebook page. He says, I'll see you in 26 years. You choke on a sausage patty in a strip club. That's when you're going to die. Fuck you, done ready. Fuck your family. They disappear. Piven says that they uh, that they need him. And we get a car lot time lapse, a bell ringing montage. Piven finds a small plane. Longest montage yet after that. Riggle pulls Bab's hair and runs away. She says she loves him. He calls her a bingo word. <laughs> bingo word number five. That ties the bingo record set by Delta Farce, which is unbelievable to me. No, I feel like they have more bingo words in this movie. Oh, in this one for sure. Absolutely. I have it at like five or six. Piven is parachuting with TJ Miller. Every last car on the lot has been sold, and Riggle thinks that Superman's coming down. 
They tell him he sold all the cars. They saved Selleck Motors. But Paxton says, fuck you, Don Reddy. You didn't sell them all. The Bandit car is still there. Mm. Paxton mocks Piven. He says he sucks. Selleck loses the lot. Piven has to skip town. But Piven has been thinking about dreams lately. And he's still got TJ strapped to him, who's dreamed of being a ref in the WNBA because he likes women and he likes basketball. Yeah. Paxton dreamt about music. Classics like In Sync, 98 Degrees, Boys to Men, Backstreet Boys, and O-Town. Revolutionized music as a whole. O-Town was the best night of his life. Not admitted. Piven hasn't had the best night of his life yet. Says Big Ups is good. He's selling Paxton on the Bandit car. Bab says if he moves that car, she'll eat her own pussy. <laughs> Never seen a dealer-to-dealer -dealer lot deal. Wait, hold on. No. She says, if he moves that car, I'll eat my own pussy. Atta girl. <laughs> Who says that? Is that David Kegner? Yeah, is it Kegner who says yeah. atta girl? Picture big ups tour in the Florida Panhandle. Crowd's going nuts. Gainesville sold out. <laughs> Pensacola sold out. And now it's Panama Beach. Imagine 7,500 girls screaming. Bass starts pumping. Girls start jumping. Next, the engine roars to life. Who rises from beneath the stage? Jesus. <laughs> the guy with the best hair in the business, Paxton Harding, in the bandit car. One of only five using the movie. Girls love it. You're a full blown rock star in that car. Paxton takes the deal. 80 grand, no payments until January. Jibby says, I feel like I'm watching a wonder in nature, like a blue whale giving birth or a pig going down on a hyena. Roland tells Kector they would have had a wonderful weekend at the cavities. I'm going to fucking knock you out. You already have. The rest of the band is stoked that they got the car. and they Ivy's single now. Pippin is planting roots here. Settling in Temecula. Kector tells Blake to hug his father. Ivy's the one. She says one night stand. He says no. She's his woman. Time for a kick-ass party. DJ, play We Are Family by Sister Sledge. Drop it. Finally, somebody hit the nail on the head. That's what I'm talking about. That is a perfect song. Dead puppy. What the fuck? Dead I want over and over again not to tell me how to do my job. You brought this on yourself. Are you happy? McDermott and the Angels appear. This is a happy ending. It says, yeah, if you call selling cars in Temecula a happy ending. Temecula is not even motherfucking Fresno. Oh. He's going to make the most of it. Ivy and Piven kiss. They pan out. And we get a little uh, recap montage. <sighs> Don and Ivy got married, adopted Blake, ran the dealership as a family. I'm so caught Divorced. up in you. Divorced two years later. Neither one in custody of Blake. Babs quit selling cars, became a nurse at an all-boys boarding school in Connecticut. Peter's enrolled in the fall. Keckner settled down with Hale's wife. Bang and the stripper split up six months later. She's dating Dick. He doesn't know she isn't white. DJ requests assaulted the best man at a wedding for repeatedly asking for Monet Monet for, by Billy Idol. He's doing three to five years at Lompoc. The end. The end. There's a little bit of an auto-tune remix at the end of the credits. I don't know if you know that, if you remember that. About the Kirky. I don't know if you checked that out. I, I did it. I saw something and I decided not to watch it. It's not interesting. Trivia. This is Charles Napier's last film. He passed away in 2011. He played Dick Lewiston. Went out with a bang. Nine people in this cast were on The Office. Ed Helms' real-life brother is named Paxton. Paxton Helms. What? Adam McKay acknowledges the similarities between this film and the Robert Zemeckis directed Steven Spielberg produced film Used Cars, which he thinks the regular people have forgotten about. And he compares this film to a funny Glengarry Glen Ross. And the Japanese American Citizens League demanded an apology due to a scene depicting the mob beating of an Asian American man, as well as the usage of the racial slur in the movie. Mm -hmm. So even though they joked about how it was a hate crime, 
Still hate crime. Still hate crime. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. As on, as off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on is kind of tough. Alan Thick, maybe? Who had their ass on in this movie? Man, I mean, was Ivy very good? Mm. I didn't find her very good. I actually, you know, I don't think, I don't think Bing Rames was that good. I think he could be a little funnier. Like if Craig Robinson had played Jibby, funnier movie, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, ass on. I'm gonna go with. Um, I keep expecting this camera to come back on. I mean, everyone pretty much had their ass off, to be honest. What are you eating? Pizza. Mm. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with Jeremy Piven. You know what? Because yeah, he's I'll agree with that. problematic. Yeah. Piven, ass on. Ass off. Good Lord. The most competitive ass off field in the history of Cinephobe? Sweep it. Sweep it. Catherine Hahn. No, we know who's ass off in this movie. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Sweep it. Yeah, it's definitely her. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like baseball mitt, like a glove. I hope. Golden dumpster nominees once again. A very crowded field. Rob Riggle playing a ten-year-old. James Brolin relentlessly hitting on David Koechner. Old man Dick Lewiston. DJ requests ignoring people's requests. Big ups. This movie tying Delta Farce for bingo words. I mean, I'll, I'll give mine. Yeah, what's yours? I've freed the slaves, and now I'm going to free those cars from the slavery of high prices. I got Will Ferrell jumping out the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that old thing, man. <laughs> Just fucking McDermott. Just put me down for McDermott. That's amazing. What the hell? Let's sweep it. Sweep. When's the last time we swept it? <laughs> Disclosure, when he threatens Chum in the housekeeper. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Nobody picked this motherfucker. Mike Ryan, you picked it, motherfucker. So I'll go first. I expected to hate this movie. I really did. I thought I was going to come in and, oh, it's Jeremy Piven. I fucking hate Jeremy Piven. I think he's a douchebag. I hate, like, I hate follow some of his stuff on on Instagram. Like, Joe Mandy will also, will often, like, just post, repost a story from Jeremy Piven or or anything just because he's... He's such a tool, and I just I was ready to come in here and just rip the fuck out of Jeremy Piven. Wait, is Joe Mandy a tool? No, no, no. Joe Mandy's hilarious. Joe Mandy does it as ironically. Joe Mandy's making fun of Jeremy Piven. Oh, what did Jeremy Piven do on Instagram? Just go look at any of his stuff. He's just a douchebag. Just give, yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to look. Just just give me like a. Yeah, synopsis. all right. Um, I'm gonna go find one specifically. All right, from the Piv Man. I'm gonna eat pizza while you do that. It's him just wearing that hat and those sunglasses with a mustache, lighting up a cigar or something. What are you sparking up this weekend? <laughs> it's just shit like that, man. No, wait, 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 no. The life of Piven. He's fucking around. This ain't real. It's real. He's more in character in real life than he's been in any of his movies. His buddy is real in real life? So I expected to hate this movie, but I gotta say, like, everybody around him is really good in this movie. A shock to me before I started watching this movie. If you told me I was going to file it, I would have called you an idiot. But I'm filing it. I am almost certain that I saw this movie in theaters. I 
definitely remember seeing it when it came out. I remember being totally in love with Catherine Hahn afterwards, but I haven't seen it since then. I think part of this is the fact that we haven't really gotten to do a comedy that much lately, and I was definitely laughing my ass off. The Delta Farce. Delta Farce doesn't count as a comedy. No. Why doesn't it? Everybody in this movie is cooking. Obviously, Adam McKay is hooked up to a comedy factory. All you need is a parking lot, a used car lot in Temecula, and you've got yourself a platform for jokes. It's a file. I got so many questions about what would possess him to... <laughs> to pick like this topic to make a movie about like there's the whole time i was thinking like why who why would they even come up with this idea um i saw this movie back in the day i didn't see it in the theaters i remember when it came out i remember seeing the trailers like oh i'd like to see it and then i didn't go and see it like in those first couple of weeks and then it was out of theaters and like i guess it was terrible and years later i watched it on comedy central heavily edited obviously and i was like huh that's all right and there's been years since then. And so I was like, I don't know, going into it. And so I watched it and I'll be honest, I got ready to like hate on it because I wanted to shit on Adam McKay uh, when he would be a guest on Friday. And then I ended up falling in love and falling in love wasn't part of the plan. That's a file for me, boys. You put down roots. Wow. Wow. Green sweep. Did not see this coming. No. Biggest upset. Yeah. Right? I think this is. I think this is easily the, the biggest 180 I've ever done from going into to then coming out of it. By the way, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking through all the green sweeps we've had moving backwards chronologically. We've got Disclosure, Half-Baked, Envy, Great White Hype, Twins, Action Jackson, How High, Money Talks, Snake Eyes, The Fan, Johnny Be Good, the Breakup, Tango and Cash, Along Came Polly, Teen Wolf 2, Hall Pass, The Departed, Double Impact, Wild Wild West, Horrible Bosses 2, Showgirls, Heartbreak Kid, Swordfish, Spies Like Us. I'm going to say the biggest upset in the history of Green Sweeps. Nah, it's Johnny B. Good. It's Johnny B. Good. It's a 0% movie. But I went into Johnny B. Good with zero expectations of anything, right? Oh, I expected it to be terrible. I went into expecting it to be terrible as well and was like pleasantly surprised. I'm shocked from what I like. I was ready to rip this shit. And it's like actually something I would watch again. Uh, Showgirls is another one that I expected to hate. No, I've jacked it to that so many times. Mm. Yeah, this is really weird. I'm looking at the spreadsheet and the goods has like a lot of lines between it and the rest of <laughs> Oh, it's in the future. It's the farthest it's in the, the future. Best. It's a future callback. It's fucking with the timeline. Am I too soon? We're recording this too soon. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. Like David Hasselhoff, like <laughs> lying on the floor, like eating cheeseburger, like Nick Fury. I'm fucking smashing pizza in my face. <laughs> you ever been to Miami? You've been to pizza bars. So the slice that's like the size of a fucking my fucking leg.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.